why did three guys cross the road? I think they crossed the road to see the brand new skill that I've learned over the last week. Did you learn one? Uh, oh, I learned, I learned a couple. I actually, uh, I learned a new skill. <laughs> and uh, I also revisited an old skill. Okay. Does that count as a competition, Bon? Uh, we'll have to vote when Matt actually tells us yep. what the skill is, because something, something seems fishy about that. I also yep. learned one new skill. But welcome to episode 26. I'm Ryan. I'm Noah. I'm Matt. <laughs> oh, well, there's everybody. So <laughs> let's just show, I need to, now I need to know, what, what was the new skill you learned over the past week of self-isolation? So uh, as you may have saw, or maybe you didn't see, but I put on my Instagram, because I left it to the last minute. I'm a little bit of a last minute kind of guy. And uh, I took to my followers for some help. And I'll say that I'm fairly disappointed because a lot <laughs> of people just like used it as um, a way to make jokes. Like, for example, one person like put how to do, yeah. One person bond, I said like how to be a better podcast host or something like that. <laughs> and, and then like another guy from my actual job like said basically do my job better uh <laughs> someone else tried to make it like a coronavirus pun and uh i mean at the end like, of the day Matt, how I think to you wash were, your hands you were asking for that well I, I just thought people like would have wanted to see me actually try to attempt to, to do something like i think it's like if you were to if i was to be like hey you have 24 hours to learn this skill i challenge you to do you know whatever i think i'd be impressed if you could do it uh, but I did have a couple great um, people uh, to uh, to respond, and one was learn an instrument. Now I was gonna play the harmonica. Uh, I learned a couple new tunes on the harmonica, but I I decided against it because like I essentially already in a way know how to play like in like beginner level harmonica. Like I'm not good or anything, but that's not new to me. Like I've been trying to do that. So that's not really, I didn't take a week to do that. I've been trying to do that for like several weeks. Um, but actually shout out to Jake Howe who uh, taught me how, or didn't teach me, but encouraged me to learn this new skill. And it's one hand clapping. <laughs> 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 so uh, without further ado, I, should I do it now or should of I course. save it? You, yeah, I need to know. Okay, so you're gonna have to listen very carefully uh, into your mics. Uh, it's gonna suck if we can't get the footage from this, uh, because if the clapping doesn't get picked up, uh, then you know it's gonna be. But uh, basically, here here it goes. <laughs> well, also keep in mind, I've been trying to do this for about uh, a good total of seven hours, uh, and if I and if I can do it here. This will actually be the first time I've been able to do it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get it. But it just looks like you're shaking uh, your hand. You're just waving at the yeah, screen. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a tough first go up, but I think it's just because I'm nervous and my hands are a bit sweaty. Um, but throughout the podcast, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It takes a couple of goes for – you hear that? That's just you opening and closing your hand. Yeah. Okay. So, no, no. What was your new skill? That was. I, I want to edit that out, like one of Matt's stories. Well, I just want to touch on that because uh, I, I was telling you guys earlier, like I've been listening to a lot of our older episodes, and we're at twenty-five, so time of reflection, and I've listened back to a lot of the old ones as we're trying to grow and change and be, become better for the next ones, and I've noticed that it's like almost every time Matt's story is either really good. Or it's edited out. There's no mediocre stories from that. It's either awesome or so bad that it's quite literally edited out. That one is an example of that one that will be edited out. I don't know if you'll be able to. But uh, yeah, that skill was brutal. Good try. I mean, good effort. I didn't really come up with a new skill either myself, so I won't give that a hard time. But something I have been working on is obviously doing um, some video editing. And uh, I wanted to become, I actually took one of those, become a better podcaster. And by doing that, I've been doing a lot of reflection, listening to old ones, listening to other ones to discover how to become better myself. Vaughn? All I'm going to say is that is such an easy way out. That's like, that's bullshit. You know, like I looked up at YouTube videos, but I may have not been able to do the skill, <laughs> but you just, you just, oh, I almost had it. I could feel it. Uh, you just took like the high road or the easy way. I don't even know what the expression is, but 
Yeah, go ahead. I, I will say, Matt, I don't disagree with you because it is so hard. Bond and I both tried to do it, and it hurt my hand a lot. So kudos for you trying that. Hey, man. I, it's, it's good. I want to say that I have tons of time to do a new skill, but I'm out there. I'm, I'm bagging people's stuff, scooping stuff at Bulk Barn all day, every day. So I don't necessarily have time to just uh, – I don't have 12 hours a day like you guys both do. So you, you've been working <laughs> on your you, bagging. I have been working on my bagging. Have you um, noticed you so, picked up speed? I would say not just picked up speed, but better at uh, estimating what when someone because when you ask someone what they want, they don't necessarily know how to describe it. So they'll say a pound, and I am doing a better job of being able to estimate when they say a pound, what does that actually mean? They don't know what a pound looks like; they're just guessing what a pound might look like, and they don't even know what they want, right? So I'm doing a really good job of like t- almost um, telling Re- reading their mind, reading their mind, and understanding what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I completely forgot we were supposed to learn new skills um, up until Matt texted him yesterday. Yep. And <laughs> Matt, that was amazing. That was so good, Matt. <laughs> I mean, I can visibly see you slapping your own knee, but um, whatever guys. <laughs> so my only new skill that I learned actually yesterday uh, came during my delicious lunch. I made yep. some eggs Benedict. Okay. And uh, my skill was I learned how to poach an egg. Never done that before. Uh, okay. I'll give Bond credit for that. That's actually probably okay. a skill. That's a skill. Okay, but here's here's the thing. I was under the impression that this was we learn a new skill, we bring it to the Zoom meeting, and then we do it, and then the people are supposed to vote on which is more impressive. So I'm the only one who brought something. <laughs> I don't know. I think no – I think – so first off, you didn't even do anything. Second off, both I you know girlfriend, you're hearing clap my hand. Both my girlfriend <laughs> and her mother loved my eggs Benedict, so they can both vote for me. So I already right, beat you. Out. Like, I'm I'm only worried about but, the competition from Noah and all his bulk barn customers. But my yeah. my thing is how, like how do like you're gonna have to post that on the thing. Like how do I know that you actually can do it or not? Dude, don't don't worry about if I can do it or not. Just worry <laughs> about yourself and trying to figure out how to one hand clap. Well, as I said, I came out here with no bag on my face and and showed you guys you know what i failed miserably and i'm not ashamed of that all right what i I will say this is too long on this topic now this needs to get get moved on is i i did relearn a new skill or an old skill uh for those of you that don't know i was um in grade nine i took uh, cosmetology okay now we're talking about something tangible here let's go and uh, I have been practicing my braiding. Okay. So uh, now I get it's not like fair for the competition because like I knew how to do it, but I, I revisited it. And uh, well, when no, was the I, last maybe, time you braided? Oh, not since I was, you know, 16. That's what I mean. It's been eight years. I'd say that's a new skill. Eight that's years a new skill. That's, that's a new skill. skill. You so change braiding. every seven years. So is that true? Uh, I think it's true in um, random facts. No, so what they say <laughs> is that your bodies in seven years, all of your cells have become a different cell in the sense that like they replace themselves all the time. So yeah, every seven years you have a completely different set of cells. Bond, absolutely correct. Wow, oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's well, a new skill. Of braiding, uh, I think Bond. Let's move on to uh, something that happened to you uh, quite recently, and by yeah. recently I mean. So was that like an hour ago, about an hour ago, uh, out of desperation. So just to backtrack a story here. So I started a new job approximately six weeks ago, maybe seven weeks ago now. Loves it. Love the job. Uh, right before that job, about two days before the job, I went into the old barber shop, got my hair snipped. Now, right before the coronavirus stuff started, I was thinking like, ah, I'd only been like three maybe three and a half weeks since my last haircut i'm usually like once every four weeks guy bond does not waste money on unneeded haircuts no like i i gel my hair off to the side whatever it is what it is my hair is never spectacular but it's never awful um at least in my opinion maybe other people think something else um so i said oh, i can put it off another week and then the shutdown happened so the barber shop closed down all that so i haven't had a haircut in like two coming up on two months now and my hair is becoming an absolute disaster. So my girlfriend has been asking me to let her cut my hair. Uh, now that's a trend. That's a trend that's going on. This seems to be popular going on there. Uh, she told me she was really good at it. Uh, she'd <laughs> never done it before, but she told me she was really good. I had faith. Um, I let her try it out. I was, I was having an anxiety attack the whole time. 
just yeah, terrified. Which is reasonable. And you're predisposed to those, Bond. Predisposed. Yeah. And now my hair, I'm wearing a hat. My hair is an absolute disaster at the back. Um, I'm really happy that she put in the effort. She's, she's going to have to do it in the future because it looks like this is not ending anytime soon. But uh, I'm a little nervous to go to work, and it's stressful. But the video oh. clip of her cutting my hair will be going up on the tandem, on the three guys in a pool shed Instagram eventually once I edit it out. Uh, but I'm eager to I'm see stressed. It. I was stressed. And I'm still stressed and my head's itchy. And you're now, still going to work. I, I have to go to work. I have to. <laughs> they may fire me over this haircut. Matt, you go ahead. Yeah. My girlfriend also has been uh, asking to do the same thing. Uh, I haven't given in, but I, ha- I can show you something like, I'll, I'll post this as well in a, in a story. But um, I've decided that with my hair being longer, that I'm going to try and grow out uh, into a new style. Uh, I think Noah had this style actually for a while. Uh, it's, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movie, Our Idiot Brother. Yes. yes. So it is the style that Ned, uh, the idiot brother. Paul Rudd. Has. Paul Rudd. Uh, so with the, with the parted <laughs> hair to the sides, I actually attempted what it would look like with my hair last night. And I will uh, send a picture of that into our story so people can see. So I'm not, I'm not looking to get a haircut from my girlfriend. Uh, I don't think, um, not to say that she would be bad, but like, how could she be good? You know what I mean? Like, like what well, that's, the thing. Like- that's the thing. She ne- like Chelsea had never done it before. So I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And then I looked at it and I was like, Ugh. but you know what? Maybe practice will improve it so that maybe by the time for my June haircut, when I get desperate again, um, things won't look so bad. Yeah. I so agree. a couple things I'd like to say, first of all, bond, it doesn't matter how bad your hair looks because the rest of you look so damn good. Thank you. Um, I and that. then my next question is like, who, what does it matter if your hair does look bad right now? Because theoretically there's only one person you care and that's the woman you love. And if she likes it, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, another thing I will say is that this is the, time to experiment with different hairstyles because we are limiting our exposure to people outside and uh yeah if you have a different haircut bond sometimes a bad haircut grows into a great hairstyle that you would not have realized otherwise unless you went the bad way at the beginning right like two weeks from now it might look awesome hey the thing is like i know i'm not the only one going through this i'm sure there's a lot of people going through this like it's a tough time for hair right now it's a yep. it's a really tough time for men, probably men's and female hair out there Tough time um, for hairdressers. Hair, tough, tougher for hairdressers. Poor them. They don't even have a job right now. I mean, I, hopefully, hopefully they're doing well. But I mean, my, I'm excited to get back into the hairdresser. But for the meantime, I'm just going to have to, uh, I think I'm going to sit Chelsea down. We're going to watch some YouTube videos together uh, on how to properly do some haircuts. And uh, we'll come back stronger than ever next time. So I'll give you a couple tips for the way I view my own hair because like for me, I've done everything from not showering to not brushing it to just letting it grow wild. And I find oftentimes it's not the hair on top of the head. It's the person behind the face that's under the hair that makes the most difference. And a lot of the time you're worried about how you look, but you can only see yourself from the front. So we see our hair from the front, but we don't necessarily even know what we look like from the side or the back. And sometimes you have a skewed perception of your back of your head because even when you see it in photos, it's not even what it looks like. So I would say don't be too worried about it, Bond. And when you're rocking that mustache, you have nothing to be worried about. Yeah, it's, it's time to trim all this up. But uh, oh, you're trimming it. Eventually, eventually I will. Can I still got to go uh, to work, man. I still got to look presentable, you know. Gotta. Can, can we touch on quarantine beards and then also talk about my dry month that I finally did? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. So quarantine beard sorry uh quarantine beards definitely in fashion you got to grow one out these days um the only thing that i have heard is that it's unsanitary in this type in this is time it un- is it unsanitary? i've heard that I, apparently okay. let's say okay so last episode for example matt was talking about mm. that coronavirus can reach like what 14 feet or something like that yeah imagine absolutely. someone sneezes 14 feet away from you and yeah. then it gets caught in your beard now you just have the coronavirus sitting in your beard and your mustache. So, and what if what, it fall a little bit falls off your mustache <laughs> into your mouth? So That's what, what I'm hearing. This is what I'm going to say, Matt. You can go ahead, but I'd like to just say this really quickly is that I always understood that facial hair and pubic hair and hair on your body was actually a way of keeping um, microbes and bacteria and viruses away from your, uh, I would, I want to say your vulnerable areas, your orifices. So the idea is that the mustache would catch it 
and deflect it. Because if the mustache wasn't there, guess where it would have gone, Bond? Right into your mouth. Very possible. See, I've always, don't, I've known eyelashes do that. Eyelashes are to yep. protect things from going into your eye. But I always thought hair was for a warmth thing. Okay. Okay. Also, also true. But I will say in terms of pubic hair, because I have read that it helps protect you against um, certain STIs. I'm the only single guy. That's why I maybe I know that better than other people. But what I will say is that uh, another reason why it might be the case that when you shave is that it opens up the pores. Another, another possible area for, uh, for transmission, I guess. But Matt, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just want to say that's interesting because I literally just heard about that. Uh, about this whole like in the beard like in the mustache uh type thing now i don't know about any of the facts that you guys said about like you know the warmth obviously warmth that's a pretty common fact um but it is definitely interesting because i've been growing this beard now it hasn't given me any symptoms uh but yeah that is definitely an interesting thing to, to think about and maybe a reason for people that have beards to shave them off but maybe as Noah said, they might be protective. So this is just some pool shed science that uh, we're going to have to do some more investigating. And I will say I'm growing on my quarantine beard. I've actually been growing up for three months ahead of the quarantine. I was preparing for this, but I've never actually had a beard. So I'm excited for this. I hope, I hope I have a chance to grow up pretty long. And I would like to say that finally, after the, the controversial January and February dry months, I finally did four weeks sober from March 15th until today, four weeks, no drinking. And I shotgunned a beer today to celebrate. Hey, you know, that's, I, that's good. I definitely want to congratulate you on that. But you also said that this was a quarantine dry period. Dry quarantine. We're, yeah. we're still on the quarantine. So sure you did the four weeks, but you technically still failed again. Uh, so the only thing I will say about that is the only reason that I had a beer today was because I was pressured from one of our partner sponsor uh, partnerships beer gambit they wanted me to do a promo video and i had to shotgun a beer but you're right so Noah, and you're promoting that during this push-up challenge that you are doing yourself on your instagram at noah sauce um obviously it'll be done by the time this episode gets released but how are you feeling right now you are how many push-ups into to tell us about your push-up challenge first off and then tell okay. us how, your update how you're feeling right now you're over halfway done so I'll, I'll have a lot of good things to say. First of all, I'm just really excited about the engagement that we've seen from a lot of new followers and just a lot of people that are on Instagram. I think Easter Sunday is a big day that people are at the house and they're on their phones. They want to see something going on and it's something positive. Basically, when quarantine started, I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this be a reason why I get in bad shape. So I said, I'm going to do 250 push-ups a day. That turned into, well, if I can do 250, maybe I can do 300. 300 turned into 400. And on Friday... I did I the day off, I did 540. And I was like, you know what? What if I went for 600? So today I'm going for 600. I'm at 480 right now. I woke up at 6 a.m. to start at 6.30. I've been Instagram living all day. And uh, yeah, I feel really good. Um, I think, I don't want to say I feel a little cocky, but it feels like a, almost like a bit of a douchebaggy thing to do, you know, working out, taking your shirt off, doing push-ups. But I've been getting really positive feedback. And I think a lot of people are, are here on the journey and they want to see like, can this guy do 600 push-ups? Um, and like, I mean, what do you think, Bond? Do you think I can make it there? I think you can make it to uh, 600 push-ups for sure. Yeah, so I think you, I think you can easily get to 700. You, you want 700, eh? I I don't want it. I need 700. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I like to see 800. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so if you don't go with 800, then like, why are you even doing it? So that's 320. If I start back up at 4.30, like I said I would, that'll give me approximately five and a half hours. I think I can get it done. I think, I think you got it in the bag. No problem. Um, but I, sorry, I would like to just say to all our listeners, if you think it's a tough time to exercise right now, do a little bit every day and you'll notice a week or two, you actually built up a lot of strength and you can do a little bit more. And in no time, you'll be doing 600 push-ups with me in the pool shed. So one thing I want to say on that, I know a lot of people are probably uh, working out or not working out. I mean, those are the, your two options right now in, in the self-isolation. If you're looking to just do a little, little something in the morning, a little 15 minutes workout, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my girlfriend who had just released her first YouTube video, Yoga yes. with Chelsea. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram with Yoga with Chelsea B. She just released a YouTube video, a 15-minute nice yoga. Starts your day off right. I've been doing it every day since she released it. Uh, I've never really been that much into yoga, but it's fantastic. It's nice. It's, it's, it's got, 
it's not too hard, but it's not too easy. It gives you that good, uh, that good blood flow. So I just want to shout that out. So uh, check that one out for sure. Chelsea, what is it? Yoga with Chelsea B? Yoga with Chelsea B is the Instagram. I believe the YouTube is just yoga with Chelsea. It might be I, yoga with Chelsea B as well. I cannot wait to do that tomorrow. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a great little work, little 15 minutes. That's all it takes. And great. We've got Matt back and he's having no technical difficulties over there. Matt, how are you? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, obviously I've been jumping back and forth. So I don't know if you noticed, but my computer actually did turn on okay. uh, during the meeting. So I hopped on that, but then what happened was, uh, now the video is not working. Uh, so now I'm back on my phone. <laughs> uh, but I honestly, I think for the listeners, you, you guys, maybe you will realize, but I don't, don't think you're even going to have a clue. A hundred percent. The sound quality is 20 times different. <laughs> <laughs> and way better on your computer so uh it, it it went from you sound like you're in a pool right now which makes sense you're in a pool <laughs> shed to uh getting yeah. out into the real world and talking like a normal human being and now i think you might be underwater so yeah that's fair uh i'm gonna give it one last go uh i'm restarting the computer again which went, what happened the last time was completely just didn't restart uh, but it's looking good and then i'm gonna try and transfer back over hopefully with a video and then but yeah, you guys keep going. Don't mind me. I'm just here in the background. Um, Noah, honestly, I was just I was thinking about this with your uh, with the push-ups and you're you're doing this to promote three guys in the pool shed getting our names yes. there. How come none of us have requested to join in and do some push-ups with Noah? <laughs> Uh, first off, because Noah, this is a journey that he started on his own. I think he wants to see it out on his own too. He just said he did 540 on Friday. I think let's say we were just to take 60 off from him, then he's just doing 540 again. Noah's not going to be happy with that. He needs to keep going and push himself. And I think that's what people want to see. So I'm just going to sit back and, and support him. And second off, Matt, I wanted to cut you off, but I decided not to because I cut you off enough over the past 26 episodes. <laughs> but uh, I just want to say that whoever suggested for your skill to learn to become a better host... <laughs> I'm just saying you failed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, uh, I definitely, you know what? He's leaving. He's Matt's leaving. gone. And I would say, Bond, this might be the last episode we ever have with Matt, and I'm okay with that. He's really dropped off ever since he got co-hosted a month back in February. But uh, what I would say on that regard, like, I think if you guys want to do some push-ups and get on the live, it wouldn't mean I have to do less, but you guys could do it too. With that being said, I do have an idea for an event that I would like to collaborate with our, our pool shed listeners and do a, maybe two weeks from now, we'll, we'll iron out the details, but do like a 24 hour push up marathon where we see how many of us can do push ups and how many we can do maybe 10,000. But uh, we'll work out the details of that later. We definitely have to figure out the logistics and uh, yes. see what we could do for that. But maybe we can put something together and try to organize something. So that'd be interesting. Now, I know something else that you messaged me and you wanted to talk about today was what is your best reason or what's the best way to leave a party or a situation you don't want to be in anymore or just not attend the party? And now Bond, this is a really important thing to talk about, especially now that we're in quarantine, I think we're like, Oh, all those parties that we didn't want to go to, I would love to get invited. To them. It's like, we're starting to reflect on how privileged we were to get invited somewhere we didn't want to go. Right. So can you kind of give me an example or really paint that picture for what that looks like? So when you say paint the picture of the situation. Yeah. So let me just get, sorry, Matt's asking to get back into the call. Um, okay. So let's just paint a situation here. Okay. Um, you're at a party. We're at a party. Yep. Um, yep. There is 39 people at this party. Small party. Small party. 39 people. It's a birthday party for someone you kind of know, kind of don't know. Oh. Let's, you were probably the 31st invite to go out. Okay. Oh. okay. You don't really want to be there anymore. You've been there for approximately two hours. You've talked to everybody you want to talk to. Um, I don't know. You're, you're in that situation, you, but you don't want to be too rude. You don't want to just like hop out of there without saying goodbye to people, especially not the birthday person. Yeah. What absolutely. do you do? Well, in the way I uh, see it, go ahead, Matt. Uh, basically like, so what do you do? First of all, you're not going to that party. There's no way it happens. No, no, no. So, so, so that's the second part. That's the second part. Now you're at the party. You didn't know oh, the situation. You, your best friend said they were going and they dipped out. They were supposed to be number 40 at the party. You're oh, now. Okay. So, so that's why there's only 39 people. It was going from a medium sized party, which is 40 to a small party in Noah's definition to 39. To me, that's a bang and huge party. So you, you um, show up solo. 
you're showing up solo, maybe your girlfriend or your boyfriend's with you or your person friend um, to not gender people. Um, okay. Do you, you have somebody with you, but you're pretty okay with leaving anyway, whether they want to come or not. You're dying to get out of there. Yeah. So give, so, give me the rundown. Actually, I, I take pride in uh, doing these kinds of quickie leaves. Um, one, why do I do it? People are like, wow, that's actually terrible. Like, you're a pretty shitty person. Like, you could have just said bye to like, maybe some of your friends or whatever. Well, here's why I do it. Like, you know how many people are usually at a party and you have to go around and say bye and you have to have that little chit chat, especially drunk people. And then they're trying to have like a last minute conversation when the only point of the conversation was that I was leaving. Um, I'm going to give a, a small anecdote for, for a lady talk, uh, where I, om- oh, no, you're good. Okay. Uh, where I almost successfully pulled it off, but I got caught, um, uh, by one of my buddies. So this was a Christmas party and uh, I was there. My girlfriend couldn't make it because that, you know, she was under the weather. And so she's texting me, you know, you know, saying like, Oh, you know, I'm sick or whatever. When are you going home? It's, it's probably around like, 11.30 midnight, and I've been there for a, a few hours, right? And so I'm like, okay, like, kind of jumping around, this and that. I've spent my time. I'm not really finding where I'm, where I'm sort of fitting in the conversation. Plus, I, I'm thinking about my girlfriend. We were newly dating at the time, so obviously, like, that's your, your number one. You're just like, oh, yeah, I got to go home, got to impress her. And so uh, I, I decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to be the awesome boyfriend here. And, and go take care of her, uh, so to speak. And I, what I do is everyone's talking. You make your way as if you're going into the bathroom. And all you have to do is don't ever stop. Don't make eye contact with anybody. Just keep walking. So I get out. I'm going to the front door. I'm putting my shoes on. And just as I'm about to walk out the door, Troy Downton walks in the door. And now, why is this such a big deal? Well, this was when Troy was out east, and this was his first time back in like, whew, it was like a long time since anyone has not seen him. And it was going to be, this is the big like thing, oh, Troy's coming to party, he's back. And basically what happened was I said, oh, hey, yeah, I'm actually leaving. Uh, nice to see you. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> and I walked in the door, and then I probably didn't see him for another couple months. But uh, I, so I almost perfected it. Um, but that's how I would do it. Just be confident. Don't talk to anybody. Don't tell anybody and just leave because here's, here's the real truth behind what's going to happen. If you don't get any text messages as in like, where are you? Where'd you go? Then you're definitely, you're You're not missed that. Nobody <laughs> noticed. Uh, Matt's, Matt's never got so a text message. When I, I, I've got a few, but that was probably when I first started trying that method out. Uh, and then as I started slowly becoming more of a, a practice, uh, yeah, the text stopped, right? Because people didn't even, like, they knew you were going to do it. They didn't even want you to come in the first place. All right, Noah, how, so, what's your method? That was, that was so, great though, Matt. That was great. That's not getting Matt, edited that, out. That was effective. Yeah. Perfect. Whatever you did, you, you perfect. Whatever you had a shower, you put some water in your face. That's what we needed. So I would say for me, Bond, is you got to let people know immediately, as soon as you walk in, that you're not planning on staying for long. And you got to nip it in the butt when, when you try to tell people like, Hey, I'm on my way out. And they go, Oh, stay a little bit longer. You have to be a little aggressive and just say, no, I'm leaving. But yeah. As soon as you get there, walk in and let people know like, Oh yeah. Hey, I'm only going to be here for a couple hours. I have to leave at 11. Give yourself as soon as you walk in, let them know that you're not going to be there all night. So when you so at do, any, you're good. so essentially at that point, any time you spend past 11, that's a bonus to them. And you don't even have to leave. You never, if, even if you have no plans, you can stay all night. But as long as you preemptively tell people that you are leaving, um, and then I always like to preface it. Like I guess that maybe this works for me better. But try to have a friendly excuse. So for me, as a single guy, always, hey, where are you going? Oh, this girl just texted me. Like I really like her. Huh. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, buddy, go get, like, go, go wheel. Like, oh yeah. Like, but like, awesome. I, I think that really only works if like you're a protective type of person. Like Noah, if that happened, I wouldn't believe it for a second. Well, no, no, no. But we're saying, what do we do? This is our strategies. And then another thing you got to do is just get past when they say, oh, stay. Just like Matt said, that is a fake response. And 
if you do stay for them, you're probably not going to talk to that person for more than two minutes after you stay anyway. So don't yeah. fall for that because they don't actually care if you're there. But uh, yeah, you just got to be honest. Get out of there. Get out of there fast. Get out of there fast. And and I'd say there's nothing worse than like just a brutal drunk conversation. Um, <laughs> I've found that like sometimes I can be you know the ringleader. Like yep. even sober, you guys say I just had a shitty conversation on this <laughs> podcast. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's nothing worse when you're staying there. You're, like, not drunk, but, like, you know, you're kind of getting there, and you're looking for something to kind of almost take you to the next level. A spark. Make it more f- – yeah, a spark, right? Spark through your night. And you just get hit with a dry noodle. <laughs> and it's crunchy. It tastes awful. That's <laughs> – oh, man, nothing more than kill. That's, like, at a moment where you decide, oh, I am leaving now. Like, well, what's the point of just staying in this shitty buzz? when I can just go to sleep and finish my night. Yeah. I mean, I think I got, I think my method's kind of like a mix of both of yours. Like a lot of times I do kind of preface it. Like I'm not going to be out late. I'm usually pretty tired. Um, now I got the perfect excuse. I have a dog. So oh, yeah. I mean, I get to leave anywhere at any time because I got to take care of the dog. And usually that's not really an excuse because like truly I do have to go take care of the dog. But, um, to all my friends who are listening to that next time I use that excuse, they're just going to be pissed, but whatever. Um, I think other than that, I kind of pull the mat method more often than anything else. I, I do kind of just, I usually just dip. Like I'll just leave. I usually don't say bye to people or like maybe I'll say bye. If there's like one or two friends that like live close by and that's who I'm supposed to Uber home with, I'll go for a, up to them, like give them a quick high five being like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out if you want to Uber with me. And then they always say no. And I say, yeah, that makes sense. And then I'll, uh, I'll just leave it myself. Yeah, I find most people when they oh sorry no I didn't see that when most people just dip I think people assume that they're just like wasted um like most people well maybe I guess it depends on your track record but some people like they're gone like oh they must be like, throwing up or like on the side of the house uh, my favorite is when someone leaves and then they're, they're, there's like a, a search party for them that's my favorite <laughs> but everyone's like that person's gone like where could they be and then like you know like, you have this anticipation of like catching them like doing something whether it be like oh yeah you walk in on them with like a girl or like doing something they shouldn't be or like yeah throwing up or whatever but then you find out like oh they just went home <laughs> you know that's i mean that I, that probably doesn't happen to me like no search parties are being held for me but i like to think that they are and i just duped everybody into thinking that i was doing something much cooler <laughs> than i actually am so what I will say is that that's my biggest challenge that I have between being sober and when I am drinking is that I can have a good time with people, but I can't exit when I'm sober. When I'm drunk, I don't know how I do, but I can get out of anything and go, I can get out of any party, I can get out of any conversation. When I'm sober, I'm so awkward and like being able to navigate that. So um, do we want to talk about conversation as well, exiting a bad conversation, or do we want to talk about part two of what you suggested? I want to go with, I want to jump into part two first off with yep, just, absolutely. so you get invited to this party. Now let's lower it down a bit. Let's, let's say not 39 people. There's supposed to be 25 people going. So it's noticeable. It's 20 people, 20 people. It's noticeable that you're not there. Um, 20 people or less. Let's say I'm just changing numbers as we go. You don't really want to go to this. What's your reasoning and how do you not go to it when you know you're perfectly well available? And I think think Matt has Matt, Matt has mastered this in the sense that I don't think anyone thinks Matt's doing anything else. I think Matt's everyone's just like, Matt's not going to be there. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I, that I'm about to exploit all my strategy. <laughs> uh, and so you got to ask yourself a couple re- like questions. Like what's the reason you don't want to go, um, you know, and then you also have to establish like, what is your reasoning for like to give people, um, now there's two ways of looking at this. Like if your reason is true and like good, then yeah, you just, you say that. And then if people give you a hard time, you know, you, you play the high road and go, Oh yeah, I wish I could make it like, that'd be so sick. Like it's going to be a blast. Uh, even though it's probably not. And, uh, or you, if you know your, your excuse is shit, which like most of the time mine is, <laughs> then, you know, you have to think of something that your friends are going to bite on or, the ultimate way and the mastery when you become a master and I can, I can actually host a master class on all this stuff uh, on our Instagram. Yeah. This is what Bond said. You get to the point where people just know, and you don't even have to say anything, 
but you still get you, you always need to have an, that excuse in the back pocket though man in the back like, pocket you gotta have it because even it's sometimes just nice to give people a reason even though they know you're lying yeah and uh i think that my thing is just like when you don't want like when you don't want to go somewhere and that people are always questioning like why you know like noah let's say for example i said hey man like actually you know what i'd say noah's even better at this than me is is like <laughs> saying something like oh like noah like do you want to come to the movies with me tonight and noah would just say no like i don't want to do that <laughs> whereas like i've like i still have some sort of like humility where i don't want to actually let someone down so i'd rather just be a ghost and not say anything but who knows? That's maybe worse than just being straight up. Noah, you got anything to say about that? So a couple different things. I mean, this is a great question. I think it actually does touch on Bond's setting up Matt and I because we both uh, pulled the transgression a few months ago back at Bond's birthday cottage. <laughs> we won't get into that. Maybe we will. But uh, I would say there, there for me, I, I had a, a very social life in Guelph. And I was actually on any given weekend, on any night, I was probably being invited to two or three events a night. There's a couple different ways you can go about this. And there's an order of elimination in terms of importance of where you're going to go. So first things first, I try to do it temporally. So if I got invited to a party two weeks ago and it's a party that I want to attend, I'm going to hit going. And anyone that invites me in the two week span, I'm going to say, nope, already going to this party. I accepted two weeks ago. With that being said, there are certain parties that are going to trump other ones. So, for example, a spontaneous cheerleading party, I'm probably always going to hit that. Also in Guelph, uh, depending on the way it is, is that you might want to hit two or three places at once. And as we said, like, oh, I'll stop by for a little bit. But I will give you this strategy. A great one is if you think someone's going to invite you to something that you don't want to go to, you have to invite them first to something else that you know they don't want to go to. So, for example, uh, there were times that I was coming back to Burlington and I knew you guys wanted to stay in, but I wanted to go to the bar. So I would say first, hey, who wants to go to Island or Joe Dogs or Emma's? Knowing none of you want to go, all of you want to stay in somewhere. That's another strategy. And then the last one that that's I recommend. A, that's a great strategy. I said that one, that's a fantastic strategy. That one is a good strategy. And then the last one I want to say is um, in a group chat, in a group chat, this is one, if, if the direct message is different, in a group chat, that's when you can go just be silent. In a group chat, if you don't want to go to something, just be silent silent that's the one i like to take in a group chat uh direct message you, you have to respond if you ghost a direct message that's rude that's rude but if you ghost in a group chat you just oh i didn't i didn't read it right so i'd say those are my top three strategies you have to prioritize and you have to decide like which what makes a party so good and what doesn't and like what do the relationships with those people mean because if um if they invite you to 10 parties and you don't go to any of them obviously they can't be that good of friends with you that's more for some of the people in guelph that i that I saw, but um, yeah, overall, try to hit as many as you can. Be honest when you can, but always try to invite them first to something else, and that's your ticket out. Well, what if like? So I guess there, yeah, I guess that's an interesting way of looking at it. Like, what if you invite somebody something <laughs> that you know they don't want, that you know they don't want to do? To like, I guess that's I don't know. You're trying to get back them. I don't even know what that would be, and then they say yes. And then you're like, but you only did it as like a shot. And then you're like, oh shit. And now that, they, that, that's a risk you gotta be willing to take. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. And then what happened? Like then, but then if you do that and they go like whatever it is, what it is, but then what happens the next time they invite you, but you only did <laughs> what you did in the first place just to have sort of that edge. So, it wouldn't work. This is funny that you bring that up. Cause there have been a couple of times that I went out of my way to invite people to a party with me. And knowing that they don't know anyone at this party, but I know they want to hang out with me. But I'm going to this party because I want to hang out with people at the party or one person in particular, not necessarily the person that I invited. And when that happens, you just got to ride the wave and hope for the best. And it might turn out the next day that either your night wasn't as good or that person goes, wow, you invited me and they ignored me all night. And you say like, you know what? That's the way, uh, sometimes it's the way the tide rolls depending on the, the moon is in the sky. Wow. Beautifully put. So you just blame it straight on astronomy. <laughs> it's all about lunar positions bond the lunar cycle exactly. you're so right you're so right i learned that in my first year astronomy class so yes you did yeah uh i mean mine now and it's just a true one easy i don't have a dog sitter can't go 
<laughs> it's true. No one can ever no one can ever get mad at me for it. I will say, Bon, I think it's unfair that you keep using this dog reference because you just got this dog during quarantine. So yeah, no, no, no. That's that's for future. But uh, I'm also kidding. I, I want to stay home and hang out with this dog. This dog's an unreal dog. Um, so I yes. think I kind of just do the old. I, I think I I feel bad anytime I have to say no to something, so this I end up sucks. sending like a paragraph text message on the reason why I can't go, <laughs> and then just because I send that, I think it usually bites me in the ass. It does. People Sorry, to, like the more you say, the more like there is for you to slip on yeah. like, your excuses, and people will like the way you say something that's like a long excuse. It's like you're trying to constantly cover things up. Like it'll be like, hey guys, or it'll be like, hey, like I just don't think I can make it. Like I'm trying to save money. Also, like <laughs> I got invited to this thing. Plus, I have a family dinner tomorrow night. I got to get a good sleep. <laughs> Plus, I work in the morning, so it's just it's overall just not a good time for me. And uh, my, my mental clarity is just not there. Like, you know, Maybe. you just start throwing out everything you can and you just hope one of them <laughs> sticks, you know? If you throw out every excuse, hopefully they bite on one of them. Like, and then they, this guy just reads it and he's like, ah, yeah, this guy. They're like, they're like, oh, Bond was really upset about who won the, the Bachelorette. He's like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, you shouldn't come to the party. <laughs> you just got to so, keep throwing out excuses. Well, what I will say too, especially in regards to that, is that I try to minimize my emotional response to when I'm inviting people if they don't, if they ghost me or they don't want to come, like I try to say like, I don't care if you can't come and I don't want you to be, like, I'm not going to be upset about it when you can't because I don't want people to be upset about it when I can't. And at the end of the day, like everyone's fully allowed to do whatever they want to do the most, whatever that is. But uh, those excuses, sometimes you send like a simple invite to someone or the opposite way. And it does not matter. Like, Hey, you want to come over tonight? Like not a big deal. And then you get this huge response. Oh, I didn't realize you were so such a big deal about it. But that is funny, Bond. I mean, for all for all intents and purposes, they might have just been inviting you for the sake of being nice, and they didn't even want you there. <laughs> they didn't even want you. Yeah. I mean, who, who who's to say? And this is another thing that I find to be a bit of a bother is when um, is when someone's like, "You better come, you better be there," and then you go, and they don't even you barely even talk to that person. You're like, "Why did you want me there so bad? Like, we didn't even interact." Yeah, I don't get that too often. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that too often either. Well, and I think I think all obviously the three of us have had different social lives, especially the last year or two, where I was still in university and then you guys were back at home. But uh, yeah, those I'd say those are my best strategies, and always be conscious of the lunar cycle. Interesting. Fair enough. Do you do you want to transition bond this into getting out of a bad conversation at work? Did we already talk about this on a, on a previous episode? Uh, I don't think so. But like, you mean like with a co- like a coworker or something? Just a conversation that you have no business wanted to be in, yeah, with a coworker, and like, how do you exit? Uh, I mean, I don't really think I ever have that. Um, okay. I can't, I can't, that I can't think of it. Conversation people are trying to exit. I think a lot of people. I think that's right. I think I think I am probably the culprit, but. I mean, you can't go wrong with the old classic, like, hey, just got to run to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, that's that's a simple, easy one. Or um, the other one is possibly you're getting a phone call, you know? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like, I, I've never really had to use that, so. Okay, let's let's move on then. That was a bad, that was a bad suggestion. Matt? Well, I got a, I got, I got a good uh, way to do it. So how to get out of a bad conversation uh, with somebody don't yep. talk to them in the first place. Okay, don't start. Yeah, like I, I, I hate, like that is one of my biggest pet peeves. I don't know if I even said it on here before. We've talked about it. But like, like if I could, yeah, if I could give one pet peeve that was a pet peeve to be all pet peeves, it would be it's pointless conversation. Yep. Um, We've touched on it. Like when you're, yeah, when you're in the, the checkout line, someone has, just has to comment on one of your items, like, come on. You know, like I just don't give anyone the benefit of the day uh, for that. You know, there's there's a difference between if someone needs something or someone's just talking to you for the sake of it. Someone's like, oh, hey, like, I, I didn't see, like, do you mind telling me where you got that? Different story. But if they're just saying, like, oh, peanut butter ice cream, good choice. Like, you know, I just don't care one bit. So that's the, that's the ultimate uh, advice. So I would like that to transition perfectly into my pet peeve. And I think this has to do maybe with the role I've taken more recently. I'm going to call this, uh, I guess this can apply to anyone who does a lot of uh, cooking and cleaning, but my 
pet peeve is when people bring a dish all the way to the dishwasher, but then they just rest it politely on top of the dishwasher like that was close enough. Well, uh, growing up, I didn't really have the luxury of a uh, dishwasher, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't really know what that means. So even even putting it in the sink too, that's like like thinking that you brought the dish all the way to the area that it gets cleaned at, and then saying, "Oh no, that was good enough." So it's safe to say that your dishwasher you're talking about is the one in your house, and you're actually just calling at your family right now. Yes, <laughs> that's precisely it. I am calling out my dad and my brother because uh, constantly, all the time, I'm like cleaning the kitchen, this and that, and then I just come to, the, to back to the kitchen that I clean. And I got a dish right there, just sitting there, like politely somewhere on the counter, just saying like, oh no, we brought it for you to put away. So. <laughs> hey, at least they brought it that far. You don't have to hunt it down in the house. Well, often, oftentimes I do, but yeah, that, that, is my, uh, that is my pet peeve. There's also something that we actually, I'm surprised, well, maybe while I was jumping back and forth between screens, you guys chatted about it, but it's Easter. Have we talked about We haven't talked about Easter. We have not talked about Easter at all. What was the tradition that you normally did, Bond, way back when you were a kid? I mean, I think you're trying to get me to say Easter egg hunt, like most people. Well, I don't know. Did you? Uh, we did when I was young. My dad was actually really good at hiding Easter eggs. Um, but we haven't done anything. Like, I haven't done anything in a long time. And obviously, this couldn't even get Easter eggs this year. So, couldn't go to the store. Yeah, I think the traditional i mean yeah it's a different different thing this year uh with the whole quarantine self-isolation uh actually you know what though i wouldn't be surprised and i was i was predicting this that there was going to be a another like massive massive surge during uh easter because people are going to go against the rules and have gatherings anyways it's like ah oh, well we're so used to this now we can have a few people over like uh, this and those are going to be the people who are like asymptomatic and boom. But anyways, uh, I think the traditional for me is you wake up. Uh, usually there's like a, a brunch with uh, maybe some champagne. Uh, um, uh, this morning, Emily, my girlfriend prepared it. Beautiful, beautiful brunch. Um, and then yeah, you do that. And then usually, yeah, there's some sort of Easter egg hunt. I know last year, Emily and I, planned one for my parents uh but this year her parents just hid like this one you know those massive giant easter eggs or whatever uh hid those and then we had to to find that around the house and then there's usually some sort of dinner Did you um, find it? in the evening oh uh, yeah we found it it was pretty tough uh but yeah, yeah we found it <laughs> yeah we always did a uh, we always did a big easter hunt back in the backyard we'd have them hit around the house what i will say is funny about easter egg hunts is like as you get older and your parents can make them a little bit harder and then all of a sudden they start hiding them in good locations and the next you know six months later you find an egg somewhere and you're just like oh wow that was a really good hiding spot so but sorry just to, just to touch on that real quick um something i don't know if i ever said it on the podcast before or not so when i was young my dad used to hide a couple christmas gifts like in our living room where like we used to have our christmas tree and everything and it'd always be like one of our gifts every year for both me and my brother would be hidden somewhere in the room. So my dad bought my brother one year a PlayStation 2 game. We found that PlayStation 2 game when we moved literally three years ago. <laughs> That's how well what, hidden it what was. What game was it? Uh, it was maybe it was play, early PlayStation 3. It was Borderlands 1. You're kidding. Sick yeah, game. sick game. I think it might have Wait, played this in so three like, then, but it was so old. Like, we just found it three years ago. Like, weird. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Your go ahead. dad didn't even know where he hid it. No, my dad literally must have just completely forgot he even bought the friggin' present. <laughs> That's amazing. Nick, Nick, the whole that time was like, so are these funny. guys are these guys playing a game? Like they 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 think that I don't know they found it? Like, what's going on here? Little does he know they never answer it. It was in the packaging, Bond. Yeah, it's still, oh, it's still in the plastic and everything. So next question for you in terms of Easter egg hunt, how old is too old to hunt Easter eggs? You're never too old for anything, Noah. I, I so, think never uh, too old for an Easter egg hunt. And I, I like that, that because working at the barn, I see so many like adults who are in their 50s, 40s, 60s, and they're buying a bunch of Easter candy. And I go, oh, uh, is that for your kids? They go, 
they go, yeah, I go, how old are they? Like 21, 23, 25. And I go, you know what? I love to see it because kids in that age group, especially right now, need Easter candy just as much as anyone. So now, you're, you're of- calling out Pete for not setting up an Easter egg hunt for you today. No, I did not want an Easter egg hunt. If anyway, I'm the East, I'm the guy at the store. I would have bought it if I wanted it. No, uh, no, and I give Pete a hard time in Toronto, but they're absolutely fantastic to live with, and I want that to be the underlying message that they don't have to change because it's an honor and a privilege to live in the same house as them. And if they want to put it in the dishwasher, that's totally fine, but they don't have to because um, I'm happy to do that. But I will say, uh, traditionally, my background is Jewish, and we actually tried to do a, a Zoom Passover Seder. Uh, on Friday and I will say very challenging to do the, these family gatherings over Zoom. I have seen a lot of that. What, what did your take on that one? Uh, definitely. I've seen them a lot. Uh, my family has done one a couple times. Um, it's, it's nice. It's just, I find it very difficult to kind of get a flowing conversation. You can't it's, very, it's very difficult for like to organize who's calling. You actually have to like essentially be like, Hey, uncle or aunt, <laughs> And like, sit, like call them out to be like talking yeah. to them and everyone else is just listening to your conversation. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to have a flowing conversation, but it's, it's nice to still see the family. I still like, I enjoy doing it and I'm absolutely I have another one tonight. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing to do with that. It's just, it, it does kind of disrupt the flow. And it is, it is challenging with technology, especially with maybe some older, older parents or older, older relatives that aren't as technologically savvy. We had a really tough time getting our Google Chrome going, but um we we did enjoy it and it's so nice to see everyone and just even waving at each other is just it's just nice yeah it's nice to see people but any uh, any last thoughts before we wrap up for our uh, big easter dinners we're all gonna be having or what uh no no nothing for me i, I just wanted to actually yeah, i got uh i just want to apologize to all the listeners out here uh today just wasn't my day uh i, I dropped the ball on the uh the technology portion uh, i didn't check my technology before going on and uh it was a it was a really rough start uh it was a rough middle and a rough finish uh so just rough for me all the way around so i'll be better for the next time and uh happy easter and and maybe touching on that maybe all of us have a bit of an apology i'm a little bit tired right now i mean i have been doing i've done 480 push-ups today i was up at 6 a.m so maybe I'm a little bit low energy and bond. Maybe you can apologize because you're a little rattled about your haircut. Yep. <laughs> I was thrown off from the haircut coming into it. And uh, I just want to apologize to the fans as well. Episode 26, I think still going to be a banging episode. I got a feeling. Um, but episode 27 <laughs> is going to be three times better. If you stuck it out for episode 26, you are in for a treat in episode 27. All right. So- yeah. I. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You, you're talking. Okay, I, I was just gonna say, you know, it's again, it's a three guys pool shed like staple to to say that this one sucked, but the next one's gonna be better. <laughs> and the truth is, you never actually get to the next one that's better. We just keep saying the next one's gonna be even better. So just because one day it will in. be. Keep one day it in. will be. One day it will be. Keep Episode one, in. it never got better. <laughs> well. That's why three guys crossed the road. <laughs>